Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. It's great to have you back here with us. Today, we again invited David to our program to tell us about how to overcome immune tolerance and its application in cancer treatment. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks for inviting me. Immune tolerance refers to the phenomenon that T cells and B cells specifically respond to an antigen cannot be activated under the stimulation of the antigen, and cannot produce specific immune effector cells and specific antibodies, and as a result, fail to perform a normal immune response. David, what can you tell us about immune tolerance or self-tolerance? You defined it pretty well, so I'm just going to add some basic points. The normal immune system can recognize itself without an immune response to its own substances. This is the so-called self-tolerance. We talked about one of the main cells of the immune system in the last episode, the T lymphocytes, that are produced by the thymus and another lymphocytes, these cells produced by the bone marrow. Generally, the immune response is that the antigen-presenting cells in the body bind to foreign, or own antigens through the tissue-compatible complex molecules on their surface, and then bind to T cells to trigger subsequent reactions. T cells are responsible for cellular immunity to produce various cytokines and transform into toxic T-cells to perform tasks. B-cells are responsible for antibody immunity, which produces antigen-specific antibodies to bind to the antigen, so as to neutralize or eliminate the antigen. We know that the induction, maintenance, and destruction of immune tolerance affect the occurrence, development, and outcome of many clinical diseases. Scientists are trying to induce and maintain immune tolerance to prevent and treat some of these diseases like hypersensitivity diseases, autoimmune diseases, and graft rejection. Especially, in the process of certain infectious diseases and tumor growth, trying to break immune tolerance and stimulate immune response will be beneficial to remove pathogens and control tumors. So my question is, why do we need to break self-tolerance in order to treat cancer? Well, let me put it simply. As we all know, many tumors overexpress normal proteins, but the endogenous expression is relatively low. These overexpressed proteins can become targets for single antigen vaccines. This overexpression is expected to enhance the range of self-peptides presented by MHC molecules, and then, you know, lead to T-cell activation to fight tumors. However, as we said before, high-affinity T-cells for self-antigens undergo negative selection and the peripheral tolerance mechanism reduces the number or eliminates self-reactive self-peptide-specific cytotoxic T lymphocytes. This is the main limitation for activating high-affinity T cells targeting tumors. That makes sense. Overcoming immunosuppression and activating a cytotoxic T cell response has the potential to stop the progression of cancer and, and in some circumstances, eradicate it completely. So, can high-affinity T cells be activated to be against tumor cells? Yes. 
In previous studies using immunocompetent rat glioma models, scientists have explored the therapeutic potential of cross-reaction between self-antigens and foreign antigens. They found that high-affinity cross-reactive cytotoxic T-cells can be induced, thereby killing glioma cells and improving the survival rate of rats. This sounds really promising. What would be the next steps then after we know for sure that these T-cells can be induced? So next, we can use the identified cross-reactive recombinant proteins and synthetic peptides to activate high-affinity T-cells. In most studies, compared with syngeneic immunization, vaccination with xenogeneic or altered antigens showed higher immunoreactivity. So if we can combine the most active proteins and or peptides in the cocktail vaccine, we can expect to find even stronger anti-tumor effects. Can this breaking self-tolerance method also be applied to hematological tumors? Such as leukemia. Hmm, I want to point out that recognizing the graft-versus-leukemia effect is important for eradicating malignant cells. So yes, immune regulation is possible to be applied to treat leukemia, especially acute myeloid leukemia. Has any group actually used it to treat leukemia? Yeah, several groups have used a strategy described by Stoss and his colleagues more than a decade ago to achieve the goal of breaking the self-tolerance of leukemia cells. They generated homologous-restricted cytotoxic T lymphocytes against self-antigens, including CD19, CD20, CD33, and CD45. This strategy was proved to be quite effective. Can you give us a bit more details about this strategy? Sure. It takes the advantage of the disparity in human leukocyte antigen molecules needed to present shared antigens, rather than relying on a difference in antigenic expression between host and donor. According to Stoss, in patients who undergo human leukocyte antigen mismatched hematopoietic stem cell transplantation, the strategy could be used by stimulating donor T cells with antigen-presenting cells, carrying the host human leukocyte antigen restriction. Then they would pulse the cells with a peptide from a hematopoietic protein so that they can generate donor T cells that recognize self-antigens in the context of host human leukocyte antigen molecules. So the generated cytotoxic T lymphocytes can kill patients' leukemic cells, which express the hematopoietic antigen and the appropriate human leukocyte antigen molecules. Somehow at the same time, the cells would not kill host non-hematopoietic tissue or donor hematopoietic cells because they do not express or present the antigen. That is exactly right. Let me give you an example. Most of the studies have focused on human leukocyte antigen 0201 because it is expressed in around 50% of the white population. Using antigen-presenting cells from human leukocyte antigen 0201 positive patients or T2 cells expressing human leukocyte antigen 0201 molecules, several studies have reported on the isolation and characterization of allo-restricted T cells with high avidity T cell receptors towards self-peptides from a cluster of differentiation molecules. Also, another feasible method involves redirecting the receptor T lymphocyte specificity by transferring the allogeneic antigen-specific T cell receptor to the T cell. These results bring hope to the treatment of leukemia. Any shortcomings of this strategy? For sure, yes. Despite the in vitro activity of the selected cytotoxic T lymphocytes and the feasibility of T cell receptor gene transfer, 
There are several problems and risks, such as rapid tolerance of alloreactive T-cells, T-cell receptor revision, defect in antigen presentation by leukemic cells, and the formation of mixed T-cell receptor dimers. And the graft-versus-leukemia effect seen in hematopoietic stem cell transplantation patients is more likely mediated by more than one T-cell clone. I see. So there is still a need for developing new strategies or combining several T-cell specifications. Also, it is important to generate T-cell and antibody responses in patients. That would be it for us today. Thanks David for sharing your knowledge on immune tolerance with us. And thanks everyone listening. We will continue our discussions next week.